Welcome to the pod. Welcome to this new episode, everyone. My wonderful guest today is Marjorie San Martin, and she's the executive creative director at Heimat TBWA in Düsseldorf, where she's responsible to bring her and her team's creative magic to a variety of excellent clients. Further, she's the president of the Art Directors Club section Düsseldorf. And in this episode, Marge and me are diving deep into her personal story, uncovering a ton of exciting and valuable stories. And I am sure you'll get the vibe and energy we had when we sat down to record this conversation for you guys. We are talking about how awards paved her way into the advertising industry and how things got started at the Miami Ad School and why this institution is of enormous value to March. Further, we hear about a very special key that opened a very special door for her and you'll learn about mouth-watering food from Venezuela and Spain. And... You'll hear Marge speak very openly about how she fought and survived breast cancer and which superpower this experience gave her for the rest of her life. Of course, we speak about the role of an executive creative director and the benefits of working with a network agency. We learn about the Art Directors Club and what it means to Marge. And we passionately jam on the future of the creative industry, AI, and embracing new technologies and making use of the new creative superpowers we get. Marge is such a kind, sweet and powerful woman. I truly enjoyed this ride and I'm 100% sure you will too. As a little surprise, a friend of Marge asked ChatGPT to act as a stand-up comedian and introduce Marge to the creative family. And I asked another AI, Eleven Labs, to read it to us. So, ladies and gentlemen, here's Marge. Enjoy. Ladies and gentlemen, have you ever heard of Marjorie Eth? She's a half-Spanish, half-Venezuelan creative director in advertising, currently working in Germany. Now I know what you're thinking. Wow, that's quite the combination. And Vorreit it is. But you know what's even more impressive? The fact that she's able to juggle all of these different cultures and still come up with killer ad campaigns. I mean, think about it. On one hand, she's got her Spanish side, which means she's got a strong sense of style and a love for all things artistic. On the other hand, she's got her Venezuelan side, which means she's got a fiery passion and a drive to succeed. And then you throw in the fact that she's working in Germany, the land of efficiency and punctuality, and you've got a recipe for one successful creative director. But it's not just her unique background that makes Marjorie special. It's also the way she blends all of these different elements together in her work. I mean, have you ever seen a Spanish flamenco dancer shimmying across a German Autobahn in a Venezuelan-made car? Because I haven't, but I have no doubt that Marjorie could make it happen. And let's not forget about her office. I bet it's like a mini United Nations. On one side of the room, you've got a German calendar hanging on the wall. And on the other side, a Venezuelan flag. And in the middle, there's probably a big old painting of the Spanish countryside. And when she's working, you can bet she's got some spicy salsa music playing in the background. But of course, all jokes aside, it's a true pleasure having such a diverse and experienced professional in the field of advertising. Marjorie Eth brings unique perspectives, unexpected idea, and a rare cultural understanding to the table. And with her around the industry, sure will be more creative and colorful. Thanks for listening. So my guest today is Marjorie San Martin, and as you have heard from uh, our wonderful uh, intro with ChatGPT, you kind of know her story already. And Marjorie, it's so cool to finally hang together and have that conversation. I was looking forward to that very much. And you brought some fresh croissants. 
I How cool is that? Did I did uh, I I said like okay we're gonna meet in the morning let's have some fresh croissants you know and the best is like if you start uh, with something that you really like most probably what is coming after is going to be as good as that. I think I never had better croissants. So amazing! Thank you. Yes, this is uh, actually I'm very lucky. Like in the corner of my house, we have the Cafe de France, and they have. The best croissants in Dusseldorf. So now you know everybody where you get your croissants in the morning. March, my, my LinkedIn broke when I announced that you were coming and people were going crazy like, oh my God. I, and people were sending questions and it was so nice uh, that, um, that uh, they reacted so positively and were excited that you were here. But for the ones that don't know you, could you give a little background on you, who you are, where you're from and what you're doing? Sure. Um, uh, I'm very glad, you know, that you got so many f uh, good feedback. That's good to know. Thank you about it to everybody. Um, yes, um, uh, I am a Venezuelan girl, half Spanish. My daddy is Spanish. I'm very proud of it. Um, living uh, now in Germany already for some time. I studied, I studied in the States, you know, at the beginning in the little town of a uh, beautiful place of South Carolina in, in the States, you know, in Columbia, South Carolina, um, which was a very beautiful, you know, place to be at the beginning. And um, uh, after that, I went to the Miami Art School in Miami. I was really, really lucky to uh, work or uh, study directly and having as mentors the owners and creators, you know, from the Miami High School, Ron and Pippa, who for me are much more than just the mentors of, of the, of, uh, uh, that I had. They became like parents for me. So I really, really um, love them because they've been uh, supporting me since the beginning till today. Wow. So yes, it's, it's uh, a very, um, uh, I'm very lucky for that. For that. Um, I ended up, because of the Miami School, you know, coming to Germany, actually, um, June for Matt, uh, and it was really funny because I, um, in, uh, in, uh, in the Miami School, we have a system that we prepared our portfolios and, uh, all the time. And, um, June for Matt took my portfolio and I could come here to Germany for doing an internship you know, with my partner. And the funny part is like they were expecting a boy. Oh, really? <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Because I didn't put pictures in my portfolio. You know, I extra did that. Um, my name, when you don't know, you really cannot do anything with it. I am most of the, um, most of the uh, ads that I had there in my portfolio were really main lastic. You know, I have FHA magazine, I have a lot of cars and stuff like this, which is not typical for women. Okay. And uh, so they were really surprised when they got to see me. It was like, oh, oh we were expecting for a boy here. <laughs> and I, was like, I was like, well, are you going to send me back then? And it was like, no, 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 this is great. This is good. But um, So this is how my story in, in Germany started. In between, I went to London, where I was also very lucky enough Um that I had a special um, internship program in this time, which I was lucky enough to be in three amazing agencies in this time, which is, was Fallon, White and Kennedy, and BBH London, 
which uh, was great not only for my knowledge, you know, but also for my portfolio because um, before I started working, I already had um, DNA D and I had a Clio or and um, Young Guns Award and one show already in my portfolio. So that makes everything easier afterwards. Oh, okay, so I guess that is kind of a currency, right? It is, it is. And um, <clears throat> it's something that helped you. I was all the time thinking, it's like, um, why should the people, you know, look for a Venezuelan girl, you know, and why would they give a job to a Venezuelan girl? So I all the time tried to be the best I could, you know, so then I could, uh, as you said, you know, use my, my portfolio as my currency and my awards, you know, boost the necessity of the people to get me. All right. So um, we will get a bit more into that a little later mm -hmm. because that's super interesting. And uh, first of all, thank you for uh, introducing yourself. And you said one thing that I want to co directly connect on uh, the Miami Ed School. And I, you know, I reached out to a couple of people to get some surprise feedback for you. And I, uh, I think that's a good moment for the first one. And nice. I'm going to play it to you and um, let's see if you know who it is. What do I value the most about Marjorie? Uh, Marjorie is pure passion and uh, pure happiness. After almost 20 years, I never saw her unhappy, even in difficult times. Her mindset always brings up some colorful ideas or some positive thoughts. So if I think about her, I think about always good things, even <laughs> uh, in bad times. Oh, this is so cute. Of course I know who is it. This is Daniel Jansen. Yes. Danny, Danny, I got to meet in Miami at school and he was since then my German brother. <laughs> yes, that's what he said. So I've sent send greetings from, from her brother, from yes, another mother. Yes, and yes. He's my, I love him to death. He's, he's always been there to support me. And actually, I, at the beginning, I was supporting him. You know, we, I got to meet him actually um, because he wanted to take some pictures of me for, for, uh, for the school. And since then, we became like like brothers and sisters. Like, we really love each other. Yes, and he, he spoke about your time together in Miami, in, in the school. And uh, for the ones that don't know Miami Ed School maybe that much, um, can you talk a bit about yeah. what they do and what is special about it? Um, Miami Ed School, what makes Miami Ed School very, very special is that Miami Ed School one was one of the first, no, was one, no, was the first, you know, um, a school that really understood that uh, how to prepare the people to work in the advertising business. Normally, before you used to work, you used to study design in a university of design, or you know, copywriters all the time came from philosophy or literature mm -hmm. or whatever. But Miami Art School was built to create people to work in an advertising agency. So you were teach by creatives, you know, from the beginning on. You know, you were copywriters working in the business were teaching you how to write text for advertising. 
um, designers, I mean, and, and um, also we had uh, things that you normally didn't have in, um, in a normal design school. Like we have a storyboard teachers, you know, we had um, uh, uh, teachers that explain you how to do print, how to do film, you know, we knew editing, um, all of these things. So, and also we uh, learned how to work very conceptually from the beginning on, which is something that um, now you see also in the uh, when you study design, but in that time it was not like this. It was much more... Um, yeah, more like into this dynastic Bauhaus and these kind of things. And Miami Art School was really, really focused into prepare uh, people to work in the advertising business. And uh, I got to know from it, from the um, amazing magazine, you know, when uh, that is Luce's Archive. Mm, you know? Okay, yes. Yeah, and it's, it's uh, happened to be a, you know a German Austrian uh, um, magazine and it is being um, since I when I didn't know so much when I was just a little intern trying to understand advertising in Venezuela I remember my creative director he had a shelf lock he had this key Oh. And this shelf was for me like the golden shelf. And oh, yes. this shelf, there were all of the losers, you know, losers archive magazines. And he will tell me like, here is the key, you can open it sometimes and you can look some inspiration. This is the best advertising in the world. So I would open this and, and get into these, you know, campaigns and look at all of the inspiration there. And all the time giving back the key to him. And um, there I found the advertising uh, from the Miami Art School. And, um, and then is when I decided uh, to say, okay, if I'm going to do this, I'm going to do it right and this is when I decided to go to the Miami Art School. Wonderful. And is it still uh, a very institutional um, thing today, the Miami Art School? Yes, the Miami Art School have evolved also with the time because this is the great thing with us. Like uh, by the time, right now they prepare also, they do boot camps from account people, for strategic planners. Um, it have grown much more, you know. Also, um, there are many more uh, Miami art schools, you know, than uh, when I started. When I started, there were already several, you know, but, but now we have, you know, for example, the one in Germany didn't exist, you know. It started just after I came to uh, Germany. And um, it have grown and it have evolved with the time, and this is what it makes it great because um, they are morphing all the time. But the core is all the time the same. You know, be the best. You know, person in advertising they, to form the best people from the advertising business. Okay. Yes, I've heard so many things, but it's great to have someone from the inside to actually reveal something. And uh, wonderful. Seems to be a very good start for your career. Yes, it was um, was the, the right decision. I was lucky enough, you know, to, to find this, as, like I said, as a Venezuelan girl, you know. Um, actually, the funny part is, like, um, the ad that I saw was from Miami at School San Francisco. So I actually applied for the Miami at School San Francisco, and, uh, as, you know, from Venezuela to San Francisco is much more far away. And uh, when I was, like, you know, sending my papers and I had to do the test and all of this stuff, and then somehow somebody was like, look, um, 
I just realized that you're from Venezuela. And I was like, yeah. It's like, oh, what do you want to come to San Francisco? Why don't you just go directly to Miami? And I was like, oh, is it a Miami? It's called Miami. <laughs> <laughs> and they were like, oh, duh. You know, like, yes. And I was like, oh, I thought it was just the name that you guys have in San Francisco and there is only one school in San Francisco. And um, they were really nice and helped me and everything to, uh, uh, you know, to get in touch with the Miami at School Miami. And I think that was the best because that is where uh, Ron and Pepper were living. So I See. got to uh, be in the right place in the right time too. Excellent. So how much I really love your energy and the spirit that you, you, you have a radiating shine around you. And I, where does that come from? What is your energy source? Um... I don't know. I think that my energy source come from, um, I'm, like I said, I'm a Venezuelan girl, you know, and um, half Spanish. So we kind of, uh, in Venezuela, it's a country where there is, have always been so many problems, you know. So we all the time have had things that are not really right and it is very difficult and you have to be more creative than anybody else, you know. So I think it is in the roots of us, you know, that we make jokes of uh, our problems, you know. So okay. we try to all the time see the good thing, you know, because if not, you're depressed the whole time. Oh, yeah, I love that. Yeah, yes. so it is all the time. Um, I think that we all the time find... Um, a joke hidden in any problem. No, we are, you will be, you know, you will have a car that is like uh, no tires explode, you know, that there is no, uh, you know, a gas station in I don't know how many kilometers. But then you're still making jokes and finding out, you know, how are you going to survive this, you know? So I think that this is kind of um, survival uh, mentality mm, yes. that makes you switch and find um, the good things in the bad things, you know? That's a wonderful way to look at things, I guess, because, you know, in the end, uh, you have to move on. Exactly. And uh, it, it doesn't bring you any value to just bury yourself yeah. and cry about things. Yeah, and I think that this is you know, something that I all the time find really funny when I'm living in Germany for a while right now. And it's like, because here works everything so well, you know, and everything is so perfect and everything is so designed and everything is so like working right. I think that the, the mentality here is the opposite, you know, the mentality here is all the time. They look for the problems in this, you know, they look for every problem in every solution, you know, uh, so, yes. <laughs> so everybody's all the time just picking up where are the problems and when uh, our mentality is like where are the good things in the problems that we are drowning already you know so i think that maybe this is what helped me i think that's a good way to switch uh the view and i love that and but um i know from also from daniel but uh, of course also from your husband that you are a real family person and um, that you have this very grounded and giving uh, being. And um, what, what does family mean to you? So family uh, for all, all of Latin people and Spanish people and Italian people, family is everything. No? And um, in Venezuela, for example, or in Spain, Everybody is your family, you know, yeah. like um, you have your um, 
you, the best friend of your mom is your aunt, you know, yeah, uh, and then the kids are your cousins, you know, and, and everything is because, is because like, is like this, you know, you have like 20,000 million aunts and no, none of them is your real blood aunt or uncle. And uh, for us, family is the most important thing. And because I have this mentality of like, since, also since you were a kid, you are, um, you, 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 they teach you or <clears throat> you get into um, in a world where you start taking care of the ones smaller than you. So since even if you are, even if you're five years old, you are taking care of the one that is three years old or two years old, you know, and, um, and the whole culture um, is like this. So you all the time in into the family mode. So you are in in a very uh, protective uh, zone, and more when you are the mama. So um, I all the time tell with all the people that I, I work or work for me or with me. I all the time call it Mama March. You know, so Mama March is all the time taking care, and this is why I very I'm very very protective. Also, I'm a lion. You know, so. I'm a very big lion protector of the people that work uh, for me and with me. So I all the time have the feeling that you have to do to others what you sh would have loved the people to do to you. And, um, and this is what I try to do as much. I try to protect them and take care of them and teach them as much. And if I do a good job, my, my aim is all the time to make them better than me. And, I, and also make them better than me and see them shine and when i see this happening it makes me as happy as if it happened to me so this is why for me is so and i think that um, a good mom is not selfish and i think that this is the core of um me my family my familiarity or my my mama's feeling to the people. <laughs> <laughs> Mama feeling, that's great. So you, you also with your team, I guess you are yes, I pro try. protecting them and giving them room to develop. And uh, that's, that's amazing. One thing that I when, I, when I heard about your heritage and your roots, you know, I'm a passionate cook. I love cooking. And I was wondering, um, do you have like special... Um, dishes that you love from from both of your uh spanish and venezuelan what's the word origin venezuelan yeah is that right yes <laughs> kitchen and do you also like do fusions of that or ah yes um it's, it's really a, a, a shame that um, actually um when i was in venezuela in venezuela most of the people have a nana, you know, you mm -hmm. have all the time a nana that take care of you and she becomes, you know, your, your, your nana is your grandma, let's call it like this, no? Um, which is also have like mama and she's all the time taking care of you. And I was lucky enough to have an Indian mama, you know, she was an Aborigine from Venezuela, you know, which is that she When she started um, taking care of my brother and myself, she she didn't even speak well Spanish, you know. Yes. So um, she would cook really um, Aboriginal like uh, food, you know, like a lot of um, 
fruits with everything. So I'm a big, big fan of fruits 24-7. Okay. <laughs> yes. Um, also, she had a very nice uh, uh, way of mixing sweet and sour, you know, like things, you know, like, for example, black beans and sugar over, you know, or... Um, um, I loved it that, you know, this, this change for like sweet things and, and salty yes. things in the same plate, you know. Um, so I uh, um, also, for example, one big thing in, in, in Venezuela is plantains, which is like these big bananas, uh -huh. you know. Um, they, uh, you, you eat them in so many ways, you know. You fry them, you put them in the oven, you uh, do you uh, do a special things with it, you know, with cheese in in in, in whatever. And uh, I really love this, you know. And um, and that is another thing that we have in in South America a lot. It is corn, you know. Uh, and with corn, you do there is something that is kind of like let's call it like a crepe, but mm -hmm. with with corn with sweet corn that is called cachapas is the name oh my god just, just to think about it uh -huh. i just love it it's so good it's like i can feel it yes <laughs> and all the time you put the cheese over and the cheese is like kind of like a special mozzarella kind of cheese made of there oh. and it melted all the time the over. texture oh that's so good so so good but um my father is spanish uh, as i said and my mom as a good Venezuela, as a good wife, you know, she all the time made sure that we, um, that my father get uh, his roots at home. So we were eating mostly Spanish food at mm -hmm. home, you know, so that, you know, the, the Venezuelan food was like twice a week or something. The rest were a lot of Spanish food. And um, my father comes from the north of Spain, you know, from Galicia, and in Galicia, it's a lot about fish and a lot about, like, fresh uh, uh, sea fruits. Mm -hmm. So um, we always ate a lot of uh, what everybody knows, the pulpo a la gallega, no? So we ate a lot of uh, pulpo or, for example, crab was a big thing, you know, every once, every two weeks, fresh crab in, in a, in, you know, in the table and... Um, we have, like I said, a lot of fish we ate and paella, of course, you know. And um, yeah, so potatoes, a lot of potatoes. My daddy all the time, my mom all the time used to come with big, you know, like big <laughs> things of potatoes because my daddy eat potatoes with everything. So, um, yeah, so pretty much that was my, uh, uh, my fusion all the time, oh, Spanish great. and uh, Venezuelan food. I'm really curious about these Big bananas you mentioned. Yes. I have to find out about that. I will see. Maybe next time I should uh, uh, I should invite you for eating. Oh, so I would love that. Yeah, and maybe some cachapas, then you can try that too. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Deal. Okay. Um, now um, that we spoke about your, your energy and also your positivity, I think that's a good link to talk about uh, the image that you selected. Um, would you explain to the to the listeners, what image we're looking at and why this is special to you. So <clears throat> the um, visual that I chose is a, um, a visual that uh, me means a lot to me because um, for many people that don't know me, um, 
I, uh, four years ago, I was diagnosed with um, breast cancer. In this moment, I was pregnant with my daughter. I was in the, thanks God, I got to see it at the end of my pregnancy. I was like eight months pregnant. Um, and I realized that something was wrong in my, uh, on my breast, you know, in, in my right uh, uh, breast. And um, at the beginning, we thought that it could that it was something maybe with the milk, you know, because in that, you know, in the eight months, you already sure, is producing sure. uh, milk. And I was just like, huh, I already have a son, which is my son, Louis. And I was just like, for one week, I was uh, massaging my breasts. And I said, look, I already have a son. I know how it feels when it's milk. I know how it feels. You know, these little bumps that you get, you know, and normally you, you massage them for like two, three days and they go away. This doesn't, you know, it, it becomes even harder and stronger. And I have the feeling that this is not it. So um, the problem with that is like um, in this moment, you cannot really do uh, the test that you normally do because I was pregnant. So we had to take some samples out, and he, um, at the end we got to know that it was a positive uh, result. Oh. So um, we had, um, you know, we had to bring my little daughter Marisol to uh, to the world a little bit earlier, like a month earlier, for her for me to start um, one month later the um, the complete the treatment. Uh, treatment, you yes. know, for for breast cancer. So I um, spent a complete year, you know, doing chemotherapy and um, doing, you know, everything um, change, you know, in me. You know, you lose your hair. So uh, I normally, as a Venezuelan girl, I had long hair and you have my wonderful whole life. Hair. I was about to tell that earlier. <laughs> yes. Very shiny. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, so I had long hair my whole life since I was a little girl. Um, so it was at the beginning, I was not worried about my hair, you know, I was just like, but um, nevertheless, when you are in this situation, you, you see, mm, whoa, it's not exactly what I was expecting and things like this. So you, you go through all of these things. So I did, you know, I was, uh, I survived. I was really uh, pleased of this. And um, I have a, a, a good friend that was working with me um, also in advertising in, in, in Havas, which is, an, uh, uh, in that time she was doing photographs, she um, but more as a hobby part, you know, it is editing it. And it, I mean, I had a lot of other photographer friends that asked me, oh, if you want, we can do some pictures. But I was all the time like thinking like, oh, no, now let's see, let's wait. But then I think when Iris told me something that um, was different, she asked me, Marjorie, I would like to take some pictures of you so you can show to your kids after what you, what you manage and what you did. I would like to, to, to give you this. I would like you to have these pictures to show to your kids afterwards so they are very proud and they see, you know, what mama did. And that triggered me, you know? And then I said, okay, you know what? Let's do it. Let's do it this week. In that moment, I was, I was in the radiation treatment. So I said, okay, come on, let's do it. Um, so she rented like a really small studio and she had a, a partner uh, um, to do this with, you know, Jacek. And um, 
It was the three of us in this little studio, and at the beginning, we all didn't have a plan, you know, what to do and stuff. And I was like, okay, what do you have in mind? I was asking, and she's like, I don't know, I had these pictures that I found, you know, and you, you know, you can put your hands in your face and things like that. So it started like this, you know, like, oh, just hands in my face. But I was just like, "Mm, this feels like. This is not the point of doing this, you know, like, and then I told her, like, look, if we're going to do this, let's do it right. You know, the point was to show this to, to, to my kids and stuff. Let me just take my shirt off. And she was like, you know, I, I love her because she would, she would have never dared to tell me that, you yeah, know, at yeah, the yeah. beginning. She was just like, okay, you're like, would you? It's okay, you know. It was like, sure, let's do it. If we're going to do it, I mean, if I don't like the pictures, what are we going to do? We'll raise them, you know, so that's it. She was like, okay, okay, let's do it. So we, I take my my, my, uh, my shirt, you know, I cover my other breast, you know, and uh, she take a picture and then we look at it. And when we all, we, it was a silent moment where the three of us are I looking at the screen, yes. you know, and we are looking at this and I see like, and then I was like, man, that's awesome. And they were like, yeah, I think so too. I like it too. And I was like, well, yes, I think so too. And I was like, come on, it looks so good. You know, like, I f- like feel stronger in this picture. I, f- I really like it. So we said, come on, let's do more. You know, so then um, there is one picture where I was just like, okay, I, I wanted to show as many of the marks that I have in my body, you know, because this is what I wanted to show, you know, to my kids. You yes. know, like, look, I have, here was the port, and I have this, and I had a second port because the first got infected. And I, you know, had the mark from my breast that it got removed and all of this stuff. So in when I was trying to look for the position for, for this, I really um, found a... Uh, uh, really uh, uh, encouraging pictures of me. You know, I, I start not seeing myself as a sick person or as a survivor, mostly a, like a, a, a proud, happy person. And then um, there was this one picture where I'm like really with big eyes and smiling and looking in the camera. And when we saw this picture, it sa- I, I said spontaneously, this picture said, fuck it, I'm alive, you know? So when I saw this picture, we came up with the idea of cr- doing this for more people, you know, for yes. other women, to other people to, to see this, to feel this, to get these emotions that I am feeling because I think that they deserve it, you know? So this is when we started and we said, okay, let's do this, you know, for other people. So we start, this is how, then after I start recruiting people, you know, to tell them to do the same thing. Of course, when you are in the treatment and somebody goes and asks you, you only see in the internet really ugly pictures of, you know, of survivors. They are sad, they have no hair, you know, they're all the time like very, you know, very, and we, we didn't want that. We wanted to show them, strong and positive and we wanted to say like you know like if you do you know if you're doing the right thing and you're lucky enough to go through all of this you should celebrate your second life because it's like a second life absolutely so um this picture you know we made it big in our exhibition where i with my pictures we could show to other people because they, like I said at the beginning, they were like, oh, I don't know, I don't want to do this. When they saw my pictures, they said, I want that. 
you know so um yes you inspired them yes they they saw them and they were like oh they look good they look positive they look that's exactly what i'm looking for so they they said yes you and know maybe they've been reminded of what, how strong they were themselves exactly you know and they and and they were like yeah sure let's do it you know so then we started doing these pictures you know to uh, uh not only women men also get breast cancer sure. and so we started doing this and we felt so good you know in the process it was a very happy moment you know every time we do the shootings and um, for uh, focus on my life and in our very 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 first exhibition um we had our very big picture in There's a p the picture that, that I'm giving you and that you see is my daughter, a very little girl, looking at this huge picture of mommy, you know, in the wall. And, she, and, and I love this picture because um, she was inside of me, you know, when this happened. I fought for her and her brother And now I am lucky enough to have an exhibition that it says, fuck it, I'm alive. And I have my little daughter to see, which was the reason why everything started, doing a picture for them. And I see her looking to this huge picture of, of me. This so it means so much to me yes. because it was exactly the reason why we did it from the beginning exactly. on. It's it's coming full circle there in this picture. Exactly. So. Wonderful. Thank you for sharing this powerful story and for doing that for all the people and of course for yourself and for your kids. Super special. Thank you. Thank you for um, giving me the platform to show this with other people. And I hope that this will help all the other women uh, and men over there. And also to help people because the biggest problem is when you have a friend that is going through this or when you go into this, you all the time think in the worst. But the good thing about breast cancer studies and thanks to all of the organizations and all the support from many people and donations from many people the studies and the um uh the studies and the the treatments for uh breast cancer have evolved so so much that the rating from dead uh the the, the death rates are very very small every time is smaller and smaller the most important is that the people have to test themselves yes with time i think that is cannot be emphasized enough yes take the tests that are available and exactly go for it. and go for it and all the time rather more than less you know and if uh, if all the time you define it at the beginning it's not going to be any problem there is enough medicine to cure you It's going to you're going to be okay, but you need to find it on time. We will definitely link to the project and uh, maybe to some resource where people can get some information on these yes. treatments. Yes, the pink ribbon is. I love the pink ribbon not only because uh, we are partnered with them, but is uh, one of the best organizations that help a lot of women out there and men too but uh, they do a great job and i'm really really uh proud uh, that we can be part of or help them because they have changed a lot and they have moved a lot and thanks to them a lot of uh they have saved life it's as easy as that exactly 
Well, now that we have been into your personal life a lot, I would love to switch to your professional life. And therefore, um, it's a good moment to give you a second um, feedback from the creative community and someone that you well know. Um, and I would just play it to you now. March is crazy. And I mean this in a very, very loving and positive way. I think there must be some kind of whirlwind or hurricane in Venezuela that March is named after, or rather that is named after March. So um, meaning she's a real force of nature. And I'm pretty sure that one or two of her customers have already noticed that, um, just like a bunch of her superiors. I still remember when March wanted to come from Hamburg to Düsseldorf back then, and I actually had her for an interview at TBWA, and it was all clear right away. But unfortunately, she was slightly too expensive at that time. <laughs> so we could not afford her, which fortunately later changed, uh, so I could win her for working with Gray. Nevertheless, uh, this led to the fact that she started to work at Havas and uh, soon became the creative director of my wife. And uh, we were some something like neighbors too. Um, I met her lovely family and her husband Lars, who later joined us and managed Grey Sports. And over the time, the two have become very, very dear friends, who we unfortunately have too little around us. I know who it is. <laughs> of course, this is Fabse. Yes, Fabian. Yes, I love I love him. I love his wife even more. Don't get mad, Fabse. Um, I think that this is great. This is so cute. Yes, and uh, yeah, we originally we planned to have this podcast yes. at uh, Fabs's new office, yes. but uh, sadly enough, he had to cancel. And uh, but we will um, come back to that next time. Yes. But still, he wanted to uh, give that little anecdote, and I'm really happy that uh, Daniel and uh, Fabs shared this with us yes. to give you that smile. And um, I'm really happy for that. So that that being the intro to your. Um, to your professional life. Um, so you're working now as an executive creative director at TBWA. And maybe you can unpack that a little bit. What is it that you do on in your day-to-day? -day, and what is the grand scheme around that? Yeah, so the big news that you have uh, since uh, yesterday, or since uh, that is that we not only TBWA, we are now HIMAT TBWA, which we are really, really happy uh, about. This is the really hot news at the moment. Yes. And um, um, yes, um, what is my job? Uh, so... Um, as executive creative director, you know, I have uh, creative directors under me and then, of course, all of the rest of the, um, of the creation. But um, as an executive creative director, my job is also to um, really um, guide the clients a little bit more than nor when you are a normal creative director. So what I try to look for is like how to really convince the, because I think that this is, there is something very, um, truth actually, um, we got to hear this, you know, from the perspective, it was really interesting to see it from the perspective, uh, perspective of Cham, who is like the European, uh, um, chef from, um, TBWA in Europe. 
he's Turkish. And he, what he said is like, um, I have the feeling that most of the German brands um, are more product-driven than brand-driven. That is true. Um, and uh, I think that this is a mistake too, you know, because um, you need to know the core and you need to believe in the core to be able to go to the product. All of the biggest brands does it. Like if you are, if you are um, Nike, Nike doesn't sell you a shoe. They sell you a sport life and a motivation of going outside. Yes. Just do it. So most of the communication that they do is branding level. Of course, they do some product coming, but this is all the time in the second, you know, second position. And um, the same with like Apple, you know, uh, or whatever... Any good big brand, this is what they have in common. And I think that this is still something that the German brands have to learn and they should spend a little bit more in themselves mm -hmm. or in the big picture, which is the brand. Because if you get the people uh, loving your brand, they will buy your products. You know, they will start believing on you. They will start believing in um, supporting all of the things that you do for the you know the brand like i'm uh, as you can see i'm a big adidas fan nice. um, very yeah. obvious yes. yeah so um <laughs> i am somebody that uh, i am very uh, pleased that they have learned to evolve in this direction you know and they do much more for the brands and they do corporations and they make uh, and what i love about corporations is like you uh, make the people to bring their interpretation of their design or style in a basic core of your own design, which is the three stripes in the case or Adidas, you know? And uh, I think that this is something, I, I love this, you know, because I think it's like all the time, I think that we should do, we should be in life like this, you know? And this is what I try to do all the time. I all the time try to, perceive you know how you know what is there that i can get from each person that will match with me or feel when i would when i was at the miami high school one thing that runs oh, uh, uh, one time to teach us in the class and i will never forget he told us don't listen to the music that you like because this music you know it listen to music that you never expected you know uh, mm -hmm. and give it a chance listen to this Cut your hair in a way that you never imagined to cut your hair. Color your hair in a way that you never imagined. Put clothes that you never imagined you would like. And, I was, and then what he, what he told us is like, only like this you will understand how it feels, how it looks. You will give it a chance. You will open up yourself. And you will try to find out what is the good thing or what do you, or, or at least understand what is what these people like or find good in this but if you don't do it you will never find out you will all the time think that they're idiots they're stupid it's not just because these people don't fit to your taste and we are not telling you it's not telling you about you changing your taste maybe it will eventually happen because you will discover maybe things that you have much more in common with these people or with this style that you imagine. Yeah. And this is exactly, but, but he says, if you are working in advertising, you have to understand that you have to understand all of the different target audience. And this is the magic of do or, or what I like, for example, about advertising is that you really have to try to understand everybody, not only your own people.
Yes. You know, and I think that this is um, this is what life is all about. You know, to ab- accepting people, appreciate people, understand people, and also to celebrate people, giving them something that you know that they are looking for, and try to. Um, you know, to, to grab other people that didn't know that maybe they liked this, uh, that they, yeah, that there that is something that they didn't know that it could be for them, you know? And that's exactly what we do. And this is my, my purpose, so let's call it like this, um, in, um, in, in advertising uh, or in what I am doing. Um, the other uh, question was that what is it that you do on your day to day? How can we imagine uh, when I picture you at work? What is yeah. what do I see? So um, uh, yeah, first of all, I really love to have my office. You know, yes. <laughs> because I'm a very um, I I want to have my place where I feel comfortable. You know, and I always I have in my mind that I you know if we, you know. I also, another question from Ron was like, how would your office will look like if you are a creative director? You know, so I really love to go to my office and it's very cozy. I have candles. I have like libraries, you know, I have a lot of pictures in yeah. there and things. And, like, I really like it. Um, and then I go to see my people, you know, and then say hello. Um, now, of course, after Corona, a lot of the people are in the computer because they are at home. How many people are there? Um, well, uh, I all the time go to the third floor in the in in uh, in TBWH. Um, in my floor, we have right now not only the creators, we have also the um, the FFF, which is the production, the, the film production uh, team there. So, um, yeah, it's kind of hard to say how many people are really there, you know. But if you say like I don't know, uh, we're talking about like. When they are all there, I don't know, like 15, 20 people in my mm-hmm. floor, you know. Um, and it's really nice because we made one room also that we call it the, the Kino room, which is the okay. cinema room. And in made, we made like some kind of like stairs um, in, in um, carpet and we have this big screen and we try to do the presentations together there. So I kind of like this. I, I kind of um, wanted to make uh, uh, a, that the people feel that is that is something special why to go to the agency, you know? So uh, we are still working on all the other floors and try to evolve these kind of things, yes. but this is pretty much what we're looking for. So I say hello to the people. I go back to my computer, you know, and then either we have meetings, you know, with other people or uh, uh, internally. And uh, what we do is like, um, yeah, we have what is status, you know, we have presentations, you know, either for new presentations or um, working for a strategy for a new brand or, um, yeah, I, I don't know, like pre- preparing things for um, the new meetings or things like that. So this is pretty much what I... Yes. What it is. Yes. And now that you say that, I, it just comes to my mind that I I see you in your Instagram traveling a lot to other um, other uh, headquarters of yeah. of TBWA, maybe mm-hmm. in the United States or mm-hmm. somewhere else. So is it is it different there? And are you bringing like 
when when I imagine the executive creative director, I always think about Don Draper, <laughs> right? <Yes. And laughs> sitting there in the old days in New York. <laughs> but um, no, no, seriously. But um, is it that you exchange yes. Uh, influences? Yes. Um, one thing that is very important for me is like. Um, If you were, if you buy a network, you should use the network, you know. So, um, and this is also not so not only in, uh, um, important for my clients, but also for us internally. As you said, you know, like we should share knowledge to each other. So, um, I try my best, you know, to go and uh, talk to uh, partners, you know, from from other uh, TBWAs, you know, internationally. Uh, for example, we had a, a, a copywriter that uh, was from Amsterdam, and I had him working for, you know, for us here. But then um, after the situation, she was like, you know, the, I th there were much more rules that I thought that they were broken, being uh, the uh, uh, one supposedly like who and whatever, you know, mm -hmm. like so um, because of some papers, whatever, you know. Uh, um, uh, He had to go back to Amsterdam, and he is working now with TBWAX in uh, Amsterdam. But that was a good win, no? Because now Roger is there, and uh, I work very close to with TBWAX, for example, you know? And then um, we become even closer to each other. So I think that the exchange, you know, with uh, other networks, they... Just for you to know, TBWAX, they are more um, specialized in Web3, you know, which is the future, Yes. you know. So um, it's very interesting. And now, for example, together we are going to work, you know, for one of the main clients, which is from Henkel. And, and now together we can make, you know, use the resources for them from them to give Henkel the best they can have, you know. Yeah. And I think that... Um, Quentin Tarantino, and I maybe I should give you this link if I find it. Please. I have to say find it. Um, Quentin Tarantino uh, one time said, and it's super interesting, he said, you don't have to do everything. You don't have to be the best on everything. You just have to look for the best people in whatever that you need. If you need to have a great casting, you get the best casting People. If you need to have the best wardrobe, you just look for the best styling per person to do this for you. And you have to, and he said, you have to stop trying to do everything yourself because you will never do it right. The best thing or that the best managers or that the best people that are leading are those who find the right person to help you to make something wonderful and extraordinary and only like this you can do exceptional things and I think that this is exactly how um, it should work and this is why um, I believe that you don't have to do everything in your place and if you uh, have a network even less you just have to um, make the people make the different agencies to be stronger in what they are. This is why for us it's so um, interesting to have the uh, merging, you know, with mm -hmm. HiMat. Uh, yes, because um, we both need each other. And we have a lot of things that we need from each other and we can learn from each other. You know, I mean, 
Uh, and I think that this is where the magic goes, and this is how you can grow. I all the time, like one of my, my personal uh, um, um, favorite quotes is, together we are stronger, mm-hmm. you know, because this is how it is, you know. It's like if you, if you have one person alone to try to reach the top of the mountain, it's much more harder, it takes much Absolutely. more effort than if you have three people helping each other to climb yeah, this mountain. That's yes. exactly right, and I think I, I'm a strong believer in radical collaboration. Yes, and it's you cannot do things all on your own. No, it's not possible. You and shouldn't. No, you shouldn't. And um, bringing the right people together, I think, is a wonderful uh, way to uh, to describe what you're doing, um, like orchestrating and um, like casting in a way to bring the people together to then reach. Uh, or even reach beyond the vision of the clients and maybe help them to understand what potential they actually have. Yes, exactly. And show them things that they didn't imagine they could uh, uh, achieve or, you know, or go for. And that exactly you can only convince them or find it when you have the right people yeah, for that. Yeah. And I think from my perspective, I'm, I'm coming from art direction, graphic design, and somehow eventually shifted to uh, retouching and everything image related. And I am such a strong uh, believer in creativity. And I think it's such a privilege to be able to work in a job that we love, uh, that fulfills us with energy and cr- creativity of course it's something that you you cannot really um like sometimes it's hard to be creative like in the minute but yes. um if you have that energy around you like the people yeah um or at least a network that you can connect to yeah. um that is such a powerful thing to have and then you realize that you have that strength within your group and you can help each other to get that creativity out and i think that the juice flowing right and it's so important to have that and i i love how you described uh, your work and um but you also have another role right when you are uh, you are president of the art directors club um, I'm president from the Art Directors Club in the, in our area. Yes. And um, uh, yes. So, so but that is kind of um, going back to the Lurzes archive in a way yes. because you're picking <laughs> the things that are going to be uh, presented in those kind of um, publications in a way. And um, what is it that makes that kind of uh, work special to you and how did you get there and what is it that you're actually doing there? Yeah. So uh, the Art Directors Club is something that is uh, um, very big in my heart. When I came, you know, as a little girl, you know, when a junior, I was a youth mat, and then I got to go to the ADC the first time and I was just like, man, I want to be there. You know, yeah. I want to be there. I want to be one of these people that are choosing work. I want to be these people going into the stage. I want to win awards, but I also want to be one of these people, these cool people there. You yeah. know, like I really wanted to be this part of the club. So um, I, during my career, I was all the time really working in this field. You know, I really want to be part of this club, you know, because if you are part of this club, you are part of the cool people. So I, I was like really working on that. So when I managed to, to do my presentation and be there, I was really, really um super happy and super excited. Fabsa was there too, you know, like uh, talking about him. Um, and um, I think that um, I really loved it to like be belong to this, you know, belong to this group of people. And why it makes it 
then this is okay getting in there being part of this in the in the next part you know what what is it then and it's exactly what you said the great thing about this is like when you are uh, how we work is um, um all of the members from the art directors club um there are different categories you know as you know and um you there are people that are going to be uh, juries in all of these different categories. Mm-hmm. And um, the magic of this is that, for example, um, when you uh, go into a category, you know, as you said, you know, you come from art, you, you understand photography, you understand illustration, you understand, you know, graphic, visual, print. So there are all of the, dif- the, all of these things that I said are different categories, you know, into the art director's club. So it means that you can uh, go to any of these different because you know it, you know, mm-hmm. and, but it doesn't mean, you know, maybe you are a you know, for example, you specialize right now in retouching, but maybe you know photography, even if you're not a photographer, much better because you work with the raw material and you make it something special when you're doing retouching. So um, when you are in uh, the jury from photography, for example, you can judge it really, really well with yes. a different eye and you can help... Uh, and. And then is where the magic happens because you have photographers that tells their interpretation of how they see it when they see the picture all um, in the other side of the lens, um, but the raw material, um, and then it comes the exchange of um, expertise mm-hmm. because, for example, you tell them something that they, for example, didn't see in a picture. You just like you would say like, "Look, this picture looks really good," but I can tell you this is. Um, most of this picture is built not in a good way, you know, for example, you know, and then you will in your post-production or, or in a pre-production view, you know, you will, you will show them things that maybe they didn't see. And at the same time, you know, when they are giving their interpretation of why they like it, maybe it's something that you didn't know or didn't see before. So that is where is the magic. You are with all the best people get together in one room to talk about why our work is good or not. Super exciting. Yes, because this is exactly where the magic happens. When you start learning from each other to judge something. So you come out of the jury learning and it is like the best seminar you can have. You know, so and you're not paying for it. You're just being, you know, so, uh, you're being part of it. So I think that this is what I love. I'm a very curious people and I, a person, and I uh, all the time want to learn and understand. So yeah. um, I really was excited. And one of the juries that I love the most was the illustration jury. Okay. Because I cannot illustrate. Um, and I really admire everything that I cannot do. And I try to specialize in things that I don't know. And, um, and it was really, really fantastic all the time having the best illustrators from Germany in this room, you know, and then trying to talk about why is something special or not special and different from other things. So yeah. that's the magic from being in a jury, you know, from a, a club like this, you know. So this is why it makes it so special. Yeah. And uh, I guess the only question is how to get there. <laughs> yes, um, the thing is, uh, because of what I just told you, you know, if you want to have only the gr- the best people in the room being part of the club, 
then you have to show that you are one of those. So for this, uh, and this is what it makes it more special, you know. So you have to um, you have to showing first of all that you care about awards, you know, or recognitions, you know, for yeah. what you are doing, and um, so you have to have uh, awards yourself because that meant that you care about this. Um, and you be, you know, you, you are interested to be judging or whatever, you know, into this room. Um, also, you um, you need to have something. First of all, you you want you have to want it. You know, this is very important. Mm-hmm. You know, because you can be a really really good on something and maybe don't want to be sitting with other people judging work from other people. You know, that everybody has their own, you know, personality. And, and then after, when you have the will and they want to do it, then you have, like I said, you know, you have to um, make a presentation why you, why you show why you are so good in what you do mm-hmm. and you would like to be one of the experts, you know, to be part of the uh, of the club and you do a presentation in front of the um, members um, where you, in 15 minutes, present, this is my portfolio, that's what I do and I'm great at it. And this is why I think I could be part of this club and I would love to be part of this club. And then after, um, the members, uh, like in any club, will say um, yes or no, um, you can be part of this club. So this is pretty much how it works. So now everybody knows. Everybody that's, knows. That's great. And, uh, we are looking for people to come here, you know, <laughs> for us and with us. And uh, always welcome. Wonderful. Um, I would love to conclude this um, part about what you are doing um, with asking you what is, and I know it's a hard one, but uh, what is the, the one thing that the, the creative family can learn from you being a creative? The creative family. Yeah, well, everybody. The creative like, people. Yes. What is something that I can learn from me? The one thing that you can give uh, as, as your top learning from working in the creative industry? What is the one thing that you want to share? There is not a space in creativity for egoism or selfishness. Period. That's good. <laughs> um, let's talk a bit about the, the future of the creative industry. You already mentioned that there was the merger of Heimat and TBWA. That's a, that's a thing that uh, affects you directly. But um, what do you think are the biggest challenges shifts and uh, perspectives for the creative industry right now what is what is happening yeah this is very interesting because to going back to the into the art directors club um we just pre- presented um on monday the new campaign for uh 2023 mm-hmm. um and the campaign that um that we have is change the world with creativity or ai will do it for you nah, okay you know <laughs> so i really loved it this line you know because it is true um it was very polemic there was a lot of discussions and they were very interesting discussions we not only discussions in the room but all the presidents because as you for you to get to know and the adcs had different presidents depending of the categories you know and also depending of the areas and we get together and then we judge mm-hmm. you know like uh what will be the next campaign and uh, we have a chat also where we keep 
talking about the things, you know, and, and, and also an email thing where we also share. And there was a lot of polemics, you know, because uh, many people were like, we cannot do a campaign, you know, with AI. We are creative people. We're not going to put a computer doing this That's stuff. That's a very interesting you know? discussion. Yes, it was very, very interesting because, they, you know, m many fach people, you know, like they were kind of like, Um, we cannot do this, you know, like we cannot have something, a computer uh, generated uh, 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 print outside, you know, with us, we need to do something. And then it's like, uh, the, the line is so strong, this is like, change the world with creativity or AI will do it for you. And it's something very interesting. AI cannot do anything without you, that's period, you know. Somebody have to write the prompts, Somebody have to look at it. Somebody have to correct it. You know, the computers are computer. They help you in whatever you do. If you have a car, you know, they help you that you don't have to walk to go to work. Or you don't have horses driving you from one place to the other. Yes. The computers are there to help. And we are living in an amazing time. For, exactly. You know, it's so excited. You know, the things that we dream when we were kids, you know, we were dreaming of, you know, with watches that yeah. talk, get, you know. Get me out of here. Exactly. We, we Exactly. We, we were dreaming with cars talking to you also, Knight Rider. We, we were uh, dreaming with holograms appearing in front of you, you know, with the Star Trek. We were dreaming with, um, with uh, you know, with, with going into the metaverse, the clothes that look futuristic, you know, all of these things we dream with kids. We've been working fucking hard to be where we are. There is a lot of millions and millions of people working behind all of these things. Why are we not going to embrace it? Why are you going to be afraid of computers? Yeah. You shouldn't. You have to understand it. You have to program it. You have to, you have to um, prompt them and tell them what you want them to do. And you need to use them in your um, benefit. For Excellent. example, when you see, when I, you know, we were doing something in, um, for a campaign, that, for a new business, and then um, we wanted to do some, you know, some typography with some illustrations, you know, and, uh, and it's like a collection of things. And we did 300 in three hours. That would have taken us freaking a week to do something like this before. So why are you not going to use it? You know, it was like, the thing is like many people are afraid because people are afraid of changes. Exactly. And this is what is being happening. And we know it from history. When the first computers it's were coming out. It's a repeating pattern. It's a repeating pattern. When the, for example, when you saw in photographer, when the, when the digital cameras came, you know, the analog people just like, I will never take pictures with a digital camera. My pictures are only with analog. All of these photographers changed to digital because it makes sense. You know, you know how many pro big productions go fuck just because... Your, you know, your something happened with the film, or the pictures didn't come out like you said, because there is no way, yeah. you know, that you, you don't have, you know, it's, you just have to wait. I remember praying to God, you know, like when you have this, you know, with the, when you have the film and you're like, oh my God, I hope these pictures are not. You're coming back from South Africa doing pictures from Audi with cars, with clouds, with floors and stuff. If the picture didn't come out good when you came out, you just lost all the money, you know, so. 
this is also what we had, for example, with internet. You know, everybody. I remember, yeah. Internet. Oh man, do you remember how many hours did we spend looking in pictures in magazines, scanning them, and putting it in the computer to start a layout for Photoshop? I remember and, that. Oh my God, you know? And then now in Google, you just go get the image, all of the pictures are in the computer. In one second later, you have like 20,000 pictures there or whatever you're looking for. Yeah. This is what AI is doing. So this is exactly what we want to tell the people. Don't be afraid of it. You have to understand it. Yes. You have to learn it. Accept it. You have to accept it. And you have to see what is there for you and how can you make it better, different, and to adapt to your own Exactly. Taste. I think it's about um, seeing it as another tool in your tool stack. Exactly. It, because that's what always happened. Exactly. And if you, if you see it like that, for example, recently, well, I think it was in October last year, um, mid-journey became a thing. Yeah. So it kind of it was above the wave. Suddenly, you could see it. Thing people were talking about it, and I was giving a a, a keynote in Athens for Capture One, and some people from the audience asked me, "Hey, are you not afraid of uh, of uh, AI replacing you?" And I said, "No. Why should I be afraid?" Uh, yeah, because it it can do so many great things. And I said, "Yes, I know it can be." Uh, extraordinary good i tried it and uh so i what i told them was you know right now in that time in october i was working uh with a photographer from berlin ava pivot and uh we we did some some magazines together and i was telling her that hey i played with midjourney and i want to do something with it that is that we haven't seen yet so how do you feel about creating uh, a beauty series where we include uh, ai generated jewelry And so I wanted to have a mixture of both worlds, not just AI. Yeah, great. And uh, so we did that, and uh, we it, we we had it sitting in uh, in the uh, in the archives for some while. And I think recently we released it, and it was such a great work to do because it was just embracing the new technology, yes. making something out of it, and not being afraid because of course um, nobody will be replaced by AI but by people who use it. Yeah. And I think that is a thing that we should all consider. It's there. We have to accept that it's there. It's not going to go away. No. It's a big shift, especially if you and see... And we don't want it. We should not want it to go away. Because no, we, no, no, no. The, the, there's a lot of work behind it to be able... This is what you're saying, for example, with Midjourney. I, I remember the layouts that I saw with Midjourney in January, February last year. Yeah. And what I saw in November, hey, that was... Unbelievable! The change. Mind blow yes. emoji. Yeah. I was like, "Are you kidding me? Like this is a, it's like, you know, like how much it changed in just one year. Yeah, it's unbelievable. And I was just like, I want more of this. You know, yeah. I want, I want to see it. And and I start seeing things now into these eyes. You know, into into this world. And I love it. And this is exactly why do we want to keep walking backwards? You know, why? It's just because the people are afraid of losing the status quo. Yeah. I think. Of course. Well, if, you, if we think back, I don't know, 20 years, um, agencies hired a lot of uh, illustrators to sketch um, campaign ideas. I, probably that is being replaced by something like Midjourney because it's super fast and 
it's just to cr to create an idea for the yeah. client to understand where where you want to go. Yeah. But anyway, um, there is so much more than yeah, illustrators can do because they can use that technology. Exactly. Become the best illust you know a storyboarding me journey that there is. Exactly. You know, if you are a good illustrator, you know, and you used to do as you're saying storyboards. And you know that now it's going to be mid-journey. Mid-journey, the things just don't happen by itself. You no. have to program it. You know, for example, just to tell you a very stupid example, you know, like uh, these things that I told you, like with the, the, the typography, you know, that we were uh, prompting for the layouts that yeah. we were going to do. Um, we did it in... Um, in uh, uh, um, in uh, in one typography, and then I wanted, we, I said, like, okay, I want that, but in capital letters, you know, and I was like, okay, that should, then we have this in two hours, you know, like, because, of course, it took, if it took three hours to do 300, you know, with this typography, you're like, well, if I change the typography, it should be the same, and he was like, no, I can't, it will take, yeah, it will take me a day, and I was like, why should it take you a day? Because it's a different typography, I have to teach the computer to understand this font and to do in this font than the collages that I will ask the computer to do it. So the things don't come by itself like this, you no. know, so you need to program. You have to teach, you know, the program to do it the way you are looking yes. for. And that is where the magic comes. That is where you can have your signature and your personality. Look, for example, that, this is two, there are two really nice examples. You know, for example, I don't know if you know Nick Knight. Yes, of course. Nick Knight, I love what he just did. You know what Nick Knight did? He did um, a, a photos uh, of this model. Yes, I saw it. Um, yeah. Yes, and, and he just did a lot of photos from her. And then with the pictures from her, he then uh, uh, did uh, With Me Journey, you know, morphing in video and, and, and photos from her as a base, you know, for all of the different, uh, you know, interpretations with, together with the AI of these pictures. And he made a huge exhibition in London, you know, uh, where you see, you know, her in all of the different characters created with artificial intelligence, which is unbelievable. And he is a very, he's not the youngest photographer. No. You know, but he, is, he was embracing it from exactly. day one. Exactly. And also uh, the, the Web3 thing, he yeah. was very much into that too. Yes. And NFTs. And yeah. um, so he he's a very good example actually yeah. that it's, you have to challenge yourself all the yes. time as a creative. And I think it has never been different. Exactly. And like I said, it's just like, you know, it comes to the thing like older people are afraid that they're going to, you know, but he is not. You know, he is, Nick Knight is very, you know, he's, uh, I don't know how old he is, you know, like, but he has, he's a very experienced photographer and nobody is better than him because he knows what is the good thing in a photography and what he's trying to do all the things that he would have loved to do with his camera that he couldn't. Now he's using AI to create it and yes. represent it. And this is magic. Before we used to do it with Photoshop. Now we just do it with a much better you know, system than that, yes. you know, that bring the things much much better alive. Exactly. And you can bring all the knowledge you have from, from example, Photoshop or whatever, yeah. you can bring it in and yes. make more out of that. Exactly. In a faster time or even uh, things that you possibly couldn't have imagined. Exactly. And that is super exciting. I guess it's, we are living in a very exciting time, as you said, I completely agree. Yeah. 
And um, the magic about this time is that there is so many technologies at the same time yeah. uh, rolling out. And yes. the power of it all together enables us to do things that we couldn't think of. Exactly. And it is just a new platform. For example, the, another person that I love is Mika Hase. Mika is one of the best designers that I know. I really like I love her and I admire her and she um I'm following her you know and in her artistic new mid journey life you know and in uh, interpretation of her art in mid journey and I what I love is that she's getting to find this her personality what you know what is you know what is Mika Hassa the artist in mid journey going for her she's finding her style she's giving her signature you know to it you know and I she also um posted and said like you have to um um follow a a, a, a guy that is called something with Koi um I don't remember right the name and right? I Instagram but what he did and I really love um He does a lot of like pictures of people and they all look like a koi fish somehow. <laughs> oh, really? You know, yes. And it's so nice. Like when you see the picture, they do really look like a koi I fish. I need to see it. It's so nice. You know, all the pictures and all the videos and they, it feels like, you know, like a fish in the water, but they are people created in mid journey. So nice. Oh. But that's exactly what I mean. You know, this is the artistic point you know, and view of, um, of these, um, these artists, yes. you know, and this is, this is great because people are all the time so like, Oh, you know, about work and you think this is a completely new department growing here for jobs in agencies, in everything, you know, so we will be hiring right now, mid journey experts, you know, in, in, uh, uh, in our agencies, because we will need exactly the ex experts to do the, to know how to do the prompts in the right way. And I think uh, now that you say that with prompting, I think, um, being good in communication will pay off mm -hmm. very much because it's so important how to, uh, express your ideas and people will be, let's say more people will be enabled to be creative because yes. if you cannot draw that well, yeah. that's not a downside anymore. Yeah. Uh, if you're good in communication and in explaining what you want to achieve with yeah. that kind of technology, yeah. suddenly you are enabled to, to do that. And that's an amazing thing because I think um, the limitation of having this, this uh, lack of skill of, for example, drawing yeah, or yes. retouching or photography or whatever, um, will be just vanished. And you can bring that all, your whole creativity in, even if, because how many people think that I, I cannot draw, I cannot draw yeah. like an artist, yeah. but, but, I, uh, but now I can use different ways to get to that, uh, to that result. Maybe. Exactly. And That doesn't mean that if you are an illustrator, that you have your signature and your style, this will not be duplicated from a computer. Because there are things that you can highlight in your specific way. Yes. You know, like, well, we are... Like we are in your beautiful apartment here. Thank you so much for you know <laughs> for so inviting welcome. me here. Behind you, there are four beautiful Echa uh, uh, pictures. And um, what did he do? You know, he found 
you know, he found an special way of doing art that everybody could have done. Yeah. But nobody did. Exactly. And he did it before. And he did it, he did it constantly and he did it and he perfectioned it and he did it better than anybody. And anybody will do it after him. He was the first. And even if you try to manage to do your signature in whatever you are, even if they do a duplication of what you do with AI, it will be a replication of you. So what you have to try to do is to focus in whatever you do that you can be special or that you want to do, to do it the best way in a special way and different way. And then, and don't be afraid of duplications, copies or something, because this will happen anyway. Yes. You know, and that is the seal. If you manage the people copy what you do, you made it. That's the truth. That is good. That's yeah. a good find. Exactly. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> okay. So um, I think we are quite into the, the podcast already. It's, uh, it, but it doesn't matter. We don't have a time cap. Um, I would love to switch to um, a more interactive part when uh, starting with a question from my previous guest, that is uh, Billy Aurora. She is an international fashion model and has recently been on the cover of Vogue magazine uh, in Mexico. What inspires you when everything else fails to? Yes, um, I think that failing is part of the creative process. I think that um, I think that Michael Jordan said one time, "I'm I'm so good in what I do because I fail so often." And um, so I think that um, first of all, you should not be afraid of failing, but you should learn from your failures. And you should accept it. And you have to understand it. If you ignore your failures, you're not learning from it. So you will fall for it again. And you will not learn and you're not going to gonna be evolved. So I think that this is what gives give you um, the drive, mm -hmm. you know, to, uh, to keep going, to do things and do it and try it again. And this is something what, you know, what makes you do it again and never stop. And this is where the magic comes and this is where you get the energy to try things and never stop. And, you know, when, when the things fail, then try, you know. I, there was a, a very funny thing that I saw one time uh, in London, I was it, you know. And it was a little sign, you know, from one it says like, when the door is closed, use the other door. <laughs> it was such a stupid sign, but I was just like, that makes so much, you know, you're like, I saw it in a completely different eyes, you know, it was really talking about go for the other door, you know, like, this closes door, go to the other, but the truth is like, is, this is the way it is, you know, if you're trying one thing and it freaking doesn't work, just try the window, yeah, exactly, <laughs> try a different way, you know, so Axik, this is why um, we should not um, be, uh, of course, sometimes, you know, if you fall and you, you know, as, as you fall in the real life, if you fall and you, um, you know, start bleeding on your knees, you know, it hurts. Yeah. It hurts. You have to cure it. It takes some time, you know. It will take maybe a week sometimes or maybe longer, depending on how you, what you broke and how you broke it. It will heal, but eventually it will heal. Yes. You know, if you treat it right, if you take care of it, you know, it will heal. And, and then you should go back and try it again, you know. And, um, and if you 
try several times and, and it doesn't work, then, well, then try something else. You know, maybe then you realize that this was not the right thing for you. But I think that this is where I get my motivation. Wonderful. Um, there were also some questions from uh, the creative community and um, Alessandro Panella ah, yeah. <laughs> asked, uh, what is the most inspiring brand you have ever worked for and why? Yes, um, inspiring brand. I would have to say Audi. Why? Um, there was a lot that I, that I learned from Audi. And it was... Um, Audi, before, you know, Audi is, I think, is kind of like, for me, the, the, the most German brand you can have. Mm -hmm. Why? You know, uh, German technology is something that always, you know, that is very well engineered, you know, and it works very well. So, um, Audi was something that in the past was, you know, when they create Quattro, they were the only one that could drive over the snow, you know, and they did something that it was like, you know, unpredictable. But what happened with them is that they created boxes as cars, mm -hmm. you know? So these the start losing, even if they were so good, you know, in the engineering part, but the design became not sexy enough, you know? It was a box. The people stopped buying them, even if they were logically much better than the other cars. And they didn't want to change. They didn't. They wanted to know it works. This is how we do it. The things <laughs> and this is how it is, you know. And they had to pay hard the price of it until they realized, you know, we either change or we die. So then they have to change into, and then they did something much, something that happened. They changed all of the designers from inside of um, Audi for Italian designers and for Dutch designers and, of course, from other countries, but mainly. And they let the engineers in the engineering part, which were the Germans, you know, uh, because they, they do a good job in the thing. And, and I think that they're waking up and saying, like, yeah, what is good is our engineering. What is not working is our design. So we are going to get the best design. And talking about corporation and collaboration, you know, it's open up and not be stubborn into, like, no, we are German cars. We have to have only German people working for this. And then the magic starts. Then you have the best of both worlds. You have the best designers and you have the best engineers working. And they made what Audi it is today, you know? And um, these, the designs of the car, the lightings, you know, all the time. I loved it when they came up with the lighting. Why does the lights, the blinking, you know, the blinking yeah, 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 light yeah. have to all the time, bluk, bluk, bluk. No, then they create this these little points lights going, you know, yep. from one like to the Like Knight Rider again. Yes, like Knight Rider <laughs> again, yeah. Why does the car have to be square? Why is not curvy? Why doesn't he have a way? Why does the doors have to open like this? How, why, you know, they start, you know, they start questioning the status quo and evolving and making. And that, I loved it because I was working for them, but it, it was also um, um, 
Lamborghini belongs to to Audi, and um, from these two brands, I was working. I was lucky enough to work with these two brands, and I learned a lot from the passion of design of these people trying to yes. do, do for something that is different. And also, Lamborghini had something that they needed from from Audi because, as we know, Lamborghini was a, is a very Italian design. You know, bold, different. You know, full of. In, in modernity, you know, since the beginning, you know, but um, they got to the point that they wanted to be even faster. So they needed the engineers from Audi yeah. to evolve. So then they start creating more lighter cars because the, if the, the lighter the car is, the faster it can go. Mm-hmm. And um, with new materials, you know, you start uh, 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 with um, fiber, with, with uh, um, what is it, it's the plastic fiber things, you know, they, and they start... Um, you know, putting the best motors that they have in the cars, you know. So that's what I mean about corporation in making the best words happen. And this is why um, I believe that um, um, Audi and Lamborghini were the best brands that I, or more inspiring brands that I work with and for. Amazing. And it's so interesting to hear uh, that evolving story from you uh, because I, to be honest, I wasn't aware of... Audi having that kind of transition and uh, it's very interesting to hear what happened behind the scenes. So thank you for sharing that. Um, Andre Petzel asks, how do you create such a strong belief and attitude? <laughs> that is good. Um, the thing is, if you don't believe in something, you cannot make it happen. So um, this is why I'm a big fighter, and this is what Fabso, I guess, was trying to say when he was taking his personality about not only people that know me, but have worked for me and by me, my bosses. <laughs> um, um, I, need to, I need to believe in what I'm saying. I need to um, bring something that it makes sense for others, because if I don't believe it, I cannot make other people believe, you know, that this is good or not. So I am um, some somebody that I work, you know, for just like, okay, we're going to do this, let's do it right, you know, let's, let's make it. And then um, I, you know, I, I, if, if I have a, a product that I don't think is working, it's like, you are doing this product, you're producing this product, you are, we want the people to buy this product. So you want me to do advertising. It doesn't matter how good my advertising is. If I make the people buy your product with my advertising and then buy it and the product is shit, they're not going to buy it again. Sure. You know, so it doesn't, you know, so it doesn't make you doesn't save your money, you know, and then use the money into me- fixing your product until the people like it. And then you will need 50% of me, but you know, mostly of your product is going to sell by itself because it's good. Then I will be there to make the people know that you exist in the amount of other products and I will give them a reason why to choose you, you know, from all of the other ones. But this is how I work. I don't just take a briefing and I just do a campaign for it. I really understand the product, try to sell the product and try to sell a vision for the brand and for the product, you know, because if you don't have that, you know, you don't have this drive, your advertising will not work, you know, or if it, or if it work, it will work for once and your product, it will not going to sell 
after. It's not going to be sustaining. Exactly. Yeah. Great. Um, so I guess we we have the we have covered the questions from the from the from the uh, impulses that we get from the outside, and um, I would love to uh, finish this podcast with the quick fire questions that I have for you. And um, so the way it works, I would just give them to you and you answer in a very short uh, sentence or word or uh, we quickly move through it. And uh, the first one is the one that I love the most. I stole it from Tim Ferriss. Mm -hmm. So shout out to him if he ever listens to that. <laughs> Anyhow, uh, no, but I, it's really, what would be your statement on a large billboard? You are better than you think you are. What is your favorite fun hobby? My favorite fun hobby, finding something very special that I never knew exist. That is cool. What could the next generation do better than you? Don't believe that just because you think that everybody have to do the things for you or it's it should be easier don't make yourself so comfortable i think that the new generation really needs to get a little bit um to on that in in a way to understand that if you want something you really have to work work hard for it yes um what would you love for your peers to say about you on your 80th birthday Oh, that's nice. In my 80s birthday, I will love them to say, hey, Margaret, you are as much fun as you were with 20. <laughs> <laughs> that's great. Um, what do you believe in that others might call crazy? Um, uh, uh, something that I believe yes, that what, others would call what, crazy. What do you believe in that others might call crazy? Oh, yeah, yeah okay, now I understand. Um, what do I believe that others may <laughs> call crazy? <laughs> um, that I could look good without one breast. Wonderful. Um, which celebrity or band would you like to meet and, and why? Oh man, that's awesome. I would love to meet Bjorn. Um, because she is being so inspiring in so many ways for me. Yeah. Um, talking about you know metaverse and, and, and videos and everything, I think that she is all she's art in in every way. Yeah, she lives and breathes art, right? Yes, and I think she's so good. And coming from a different planet which is island you know it's a different planet in the world and uh, having such a perspective of everything i think she's a genius i would love to meet her once wonderful um what is easier for you to say no to today than a few years ago <laughs> that is easier for me working with idiots <laughs> <laughs> all right um what is your favorite book you gave as a gift to someone and why My favorite book, well, I have a lot of favorite books, depending, oh. uh, depending of what, what is it for, you know, I think that there is a book for different topics or things. Um, but if I will give a, a book somebody open, let me think, I would say, um, 
I can see you walking down your library yes, now. Yes, <laughs> I am exactly. You can see my eyes. I'm looking in my bookshelf like this. Like, what is it? What, which book am I going to give this person? Um, it's very difficult. Like I say, I really love books. Yeah. Really, I'm a, a book addict. You know, and I really like books. Books. You know, I'm I'm very bad with digital books. Yeah. Very bad. I really need to have books, and I want to sign them and write them and post it and stuff like this. I'm very very into this. So, um, what am I going to give you? I think that uh, a book that surprised me a lot was the, the, um, the book from um, Shoe Dog, mm -hmm. you know, from the creator from Nike. Mm -hmm. um, why? Because, um, first of all, I, it makes you believe that you, you should not give up to make the things happen. Um, and also how m that only with a huge belief, he believed so much in he, what he was doing and what he did and what, that this made, you know, Nike to be what it is right now. And you see all the ups and downs and all of the situations and all of the doubts and all of the people that didn't want him, hate him, treat him, um, people. Even from Japanese culture, which I love, you know, and when you see the things that he had to suffer, you know, when he was doing, and how you see that uh, exactly um, things that would feel like the the, fall, the 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 end for you were actually the best thing that could happen to him for a, for him to be able to create what he did. Yes. So um, I think that this is a very good book mm. that not only for creative people, but if whatever the business you're doing, and it's a very good book to, to have a different uh, set of mind for something that is a real story. Wonderful. Um, what are your three favorite apps on your smartphone? My three favorite apps. Um, I would say Instagram, um, my photo library, mm -hmm. <laughs> and... My photo library, Instagram, and the other will be LinkedIn. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, cool. And um, to finish this podcast, I would love for you to ask one question to the next guest all, without knowing who it's going to be. Mm -hmm. And one question to the listeners. All right. So my question to the next guest with, will be, what are you doing to change the future? And for the listeners, I hope from all the talking that I did, because I always talk too much, I hope that you can find something in whatever that I said that inspired you to make your life a little bit better. So if you want to let me know what would it be it will be really nice that is cool um, i'm curious of what the people will respond to that so um march thank you so much for all the valuable input for the stories of uh your 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 person uh your job um every all the insights that you gave and especially for sharing this amazing story of the image that you that you shared That's so much appreciated and it was my pleasure to spend that time with you. And there can't be a podcast that is too long. 
<laughs> it's yeah. wonderful. Yeah, this is the problem with Marjorie. If you uh, there's a lot of talking behind all the time. <laughs> it was so cool. So thank you so much for your time and for making this happen. Oh, thank you for inviting me. It was a pleasure, and uh, I cannot thank you enough too. for tuning in to another episode of Creative Industry Radio. I hope you enjoyed today's conversation and took away some valuable insights into the creative industry. I'd love to hear from you and to continue the conversation. So make sure to leave a comment on the respective show episode post on Instagram and LinkedIn and let us know what you think about the image and the story to it that was shared. And of course, you're welcome to answer the question of today's guest. And if you liked what you heard today and found value in it, Why not share the love and forward this episode to a friend or colleague who could also benefit from the content? Your support means the world to me and a subscription to this podcast would be greatly appreciated. So, until next time, keep being creative and stay tuned for more episodes of Creative Industry Radio. This is your host, Jan, signing off.